is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. going on guys thank you so very much for stopping by the channel once again tonight it is tuesday night titans for your tuesday august 22nd 2023 i'm your host jd from new york as always joined by my very good friend and co-host on tuesday nights mr andrew baydala what is going on man what's up man how are you i'm good i'm good i gotta fly i think i got him man i i swatted him with a roll of paper towels and i Seen him do a downward spiral only in my desk. I think he's gone. There you go. Yeah. So uh, you excited to go to London or what? Um, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a genuine question. I, I was and then I wasn't because of the lack of card. I don't know. I, I mean, for the people over there, I'm sure they're excited. But for me, I don't know, man. I think I'm more excited to sightsee and have myself a, have myself a couple of old-fashioned in multiple different places when I get over there. There you go. You know, you go. I don't know. How are you? Are you feeling yeah. excited? I'm good. Am I excited for the card? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we've discussed this at nauseum. Um, we could start here. Um, I, you know, I've been to London, so um, I love, you know, the people over there. Um, love the country. Been there a couple times for NFL games. Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, Soon. And some, yeah. And some other teams that I've gone to work for over there and, uh, and, you know, when as a fan, I, I do appreciate London. Um, I did. I have no desire right now to head back, um, but it's a it's a fun country uh, for sure. And they love their professional wrestling. Yes. So, yeah. Let's start with all in. Right. Um, I guess that's, you know, the hot topic right now. Tony Khan had a media call this afternoon, which I was a part of. Thank you very much, AEW. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it at that. Well, one uh, one one here was invited. The other wasn't. So we'll just leave it at that. Well, I don't really know if I was invited, truthfully. I just figured out. Yeah, that's all right, man. I know I know they don't like me, man. It's all right. I'll live. I guess I, I may. Maybe they don't like me either. I don't know. I've done nothing. Well, um, don't, let, don't let my reputation, uh, you know, uh, may, sour you, man. I don't want to bring know, that upon you. You know what's funny is how many people were like, um, you sure you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, I want to do this. Like the, I, I respect his passion and me and him differing opinions, me and JD, but I, I know the type of person JD is, and I know exactly what we're getting week after week. And yeah, it's, it's going to be the best show that's ever the best professional wrestling sports entertainment duo in the history to do this, um, this live debate show. So it, yeah, I, it's, it's crazy, man. How people make assumptions without even actually sitting down and actually having a cold beverage with me. It's like, it's like all they it's all they all they judge is what they see online, man. It's sad. Yes, and uh yes, it is hot here in Minneapolis. It is a hundred degrees, no doubt about that. So yes, I saw the comment. Yes, it's hot in Minneapolis. Shout out, shout out to Warroad who uh provided me with this fantastic hoodie. Um, it's a bunch of hockey players come from here. Anyways, um the media call was something today. It really was. Uh, AW and Tony Khan really have the wrestling world, the professional wrestling world and the sports entertainment world in the palm of their hands this weekend because it's going to be a spectacle. Now, whether or not this show 
delivers on that is up to AEW. And in my opinion, there are some matchups that I wish we would have seen, but I'm going to move away from that and not act like a spoiled kid at Toys R Us and just say, okay, this is what they're giving us. And let me try and enjoy this because that's what professional wrestling and entertainment is. And I'm sure I will eat tons of crow when it comes to Punk and Joe because they're going to put on a great match. But truthfully, they being CM Punk and Samoa Joe for the real world's championship. For me, I just wanted the biggest possible matches on this card. And Tony Khan talked about this. So let me get your opinion. Tony said a lot of the card was changed and in flux due to injuries. He wishes Brian Danielson could have been a part of this card. He was slated to be, he being Brian Danielson, in one of the main events. Well, no shit. Who he was going to take on, who knows? I mean, I it was it was, rum- Kenny, it was rumored to be Kenny, yes. Which would have been a massive match. Yes. I mean, massive. So kudos to him for trying to get him being Tony Khan, trying to get that done. But do you think that with the current crop of stars that he has, give him a break, give him a pass, he being Tony Khan on the injured ones, is this the card that you would have liked to have seen? Well, I mean, for, first of all, l- l- let me start here. If you guys don't know what the media uh, calls entail, uh, it's a bunch of the community uh, sitting around over the phone trying to ask Tony Khan questions and him batting these questions away uh, like he is uh, striking out at home plate. And he just kind of dances around the question. You know, he answers it, but at the same time, he doesn't. So, I mean, it, it is what it is with these media calls. And then the post-show scrums are the same way. There's no difference between the two. But but the thing is, Drew, uh, uh, he, used, he used the injuries as almost a crutch to lean on to try and project that onto the media. But if you really want to go... And deep dive into it, Jamie Hayter's out. I'm sure she factored into some way, shape, or form an important factor in the show. Pac, I roll my eyes because, I mean, come on. I, I, I mean, fine. I mean, it is what it is. The women the women in AEW, they don't really, they, they get uh, half of a pizza pie. Uh, not even half of a pizza pie, half of a fucking slice of the pizza I, pie. I wouldn't go that far. I, I'm just, and I, I'm not saying, you know, that she's not a talent. There's, I mean, she's bigger than some of the male stars on the roster. What I'm, Why I rolled my eyes on that is because, Again, I think we're a lot of us, including yourself, and this is not a dig at you, are dancing around the fact that this is not, which maybe you're getting to, this is not the type of card that I expected from AEW, which is fine. I'm not the booker. Uh, well, uh, well, yeah, well, I, I think we can all agree with that. that's not the, this is not the card that we expected for this type of show with the magnitude right. of the amount of people that are going to be there. But he did cite that injuries uh, have plagued this show. Jamie Hader. You know, whether you like Jamie Hader or not, you know, who knows if Mercedes was going to be a part of this. She got injured. Okay. You That's know, Jamie ja- Jamie Hader got injured. I, I I would I would like to think that match was on the table for him because who? I don't uh, Mercedes Monet versus Jamie Hader. That, okay. that, that, I mean, that, that's something the fans have been asking for, and I think that would be uh, a big spectacle, especially bringing Mercedes into AEW to wrestle in that uh, in that stadium for them. So who knows if that was the case. But Jamie Hayter, Mercedes is injured. We don't know if she was actually going to be part of the show. Uh, he did dance around that question at the Forbidden Door uh, post-show media scrum. Pack is injured. Uh, Brian broke his arm against Okada, and I know Ray Phoenix just got pulled. We'll get to that, but he's not injured. Yep. I think it's more of a visa thing. And then we have Proud and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz have been heavily rumored to be making their return uh, at the show. So, I mean, if you want to... They don't si- seem to be on the best of terms with each other. No, no. That, that, that was the last rumor that we heard. But if you want to cite injuries, I mean, 
Two. You, you you can't you uh, yeah you can't really you can't sit there and say injuries are the reason why this card is the way it is. He had more injuries last year waiting for everybody to come back than he did this year going into this show. So I'm not buying that as an excuse. Now everybody, including yourself, has dogged WWE and other big entities, WCW at times. Uh, we weren't on the air when WCW was prevalent. Uh, this is AEW, in my opinion. You know, AEW had a massive launch with a lot of positive reception. Jacksonville. Then they went over to Chicago. They went to Schaumburg. I know it's not, you know, downtown Chicago, but I mean, they went to Schaumburg and had a hell of an event and had a ton of, you know, ton of buzz. This has all the buzz without the major, major matches for me. And it's just, I, that's a miss only because this is an opportunity to reignite that buzz, reignite that flame, reestablish yourself as, hey, we're still here. Do, do, do I, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna shock you and I'm going to say something that mm -hmm. you probably didn't expect me to say here in front of you because you know how I am and, and the fans too here in the chat because you know how I am about this specific individual. Drew, I am shocked, genuinely shocked that Tony Khan, he says he's had discussions with him. I'm genuinely shocked he didn't bring Goldberg in for this show. Really? Mm. I'm shocked that he didn't sign. I mean, it was just tailor-made. It was a fucking layup for Tony Khan, and he's dropped the ball massively on Wardlow. I don't know what Wardlow's problem is there. I don't know if he's got visa issues as well. He had his passport stolen. I don't know if that's legit or if they made that into a legit uh, thing uh, storyline-wise. I, I don't know what the deal is there, but it was tailor-made for, for Wardlow to, to go up against Goldberg. That's where it was... You know, that's where the feeling was there. You know, give Goldberg a couple of big wins on on Dynamite, have him squash him lower in guys. You know, Wardlow was uh, at least somewhat dominant, and Goldberg comes out, and, you know, who's next? And Wardlow kind of confronts him. I mean, it's just a simple fucking storyline, a simple layup that Tony Khan could have made. He didn't book it for the show. I don't know if Goldberg had prior obligations. I don't know if Goldberg was going to come at a higher cost than what Tony Khan wanted to do. But having him off this show, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's a fail right there if Goldberg was readily available. Maybe he's hurt. I don't know. Maybe Goldberg is a part of the injuries. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with you. I, maybe it's too, it was too obvious and they decided to not go with this. I mean, they being AEW. Also, I know that I've used this excuse before too with WWE, so I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. I understand that there's 80-something thousand seats sold for this, and I get that. And it's like, well, you know, they don't have to sell tickets, which because they did already. I get it. I totally get that. But for me, this is not the same thing as WWE. WWE is a powerhouse who's been around for 50 plus years. They've had 39, now going to be 40 WrestleManias. This is the, in my opinion, this is the reestablishment of, hey, we are to be taken seriously, that being AEW. And you guys, WWE and everybody else, needs to watch out. And they had, I believe, and I, I tweeted this, when Adam Cole and Brian Danielson showed up in Schaumburg at All Out, I was like, holy I shit. was in the arena. Bro, it was, I, I, I could not believe what I was watching. I was like, holy moly, this, the AEW is now back and almost it's like 1-1. And I was just like, I can't. Yeah, wait do you to realize see how on that on, on that show we got Brian and Adam Cole at the end of that show. We got 
uh, CM Punk wrestling Darby Allen, and we got for the that, first time that, that was Punk's return, and, and we got the Lucha Brothers and, and the and the, the the Young Bucks in that steel cage match. That that night was absolutely historic for them. Yeah, and listen, I don't, and I agree. I don't think that Goldberg is necessarily like needed on this card. I want to express that wholeheartedly. I, I and I'm Gold- not saying I want him on the show, but I think if you want to appeal to what Tony Khan needs to do at this point for casual audiences, I mean, he's just a shoe in right there. You, you know? could go a different, yeah. I mean, and, and maybe you know, Dynamite is in Georgia. Yeah, it was Collision. So I, you know, maybe I know Goldberg's. I think he's in Arizona nowadays, but he's you know he's a former Bulldog and everything else like that. I understand, and I know that it would make the AW audience cringe for the most part. But to JD's point, I mean, the casuals, you pop Goldberg on AW television for one week or two weeks, they're going to probably tune in to see what this pay per view is. I know a lot of casuals who just tune into WrestleMania. And for me, I understand that all in and all out, it is a massive undertaking for Tony Khan. But if it's me, this show this weekend is the biggest show in AEW history. I get that the first pay-per-view was probably their biggest. I get it. But this surpasses that. There's going to be 80,000 strong at Wembley Stadium. This is their moment. And for me... That's why I said I, for that's, me. that's why I titled the 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 stream tonight as I did, Drew. I mean, is it going to be a historic weekend or is it going to be a fucking flop for AEW? Like, like it's not going to be a flop as far as the money he's made. He's made over a ten million dollar gate, but as far as the reception to the card and, and the show itself, is it going to be a flop? I, you know, I don't, I don't think it'll be a flop. Um, and you know what AEW has been so good at, and what Tony Khan has been so good at, is giving us surprises on yeah. a pay per view. So maybe. Maybe we get a surprise. Maybe he views Goldberg as somebody he just needs to fly over to London. The building sold. It'll get the pop, the buzz, the impressions, whatever else they want to call it. Um, uh, you know, maybe that's what he does. I, he being Tony Khan, I don't know. I can tell you right now, y'all could stop with the edge crap because that ain't happening. Edge is not Edge is not showing up at all. And no. he's already said it himself. His contract runs through the end of September. So no all in, no all out, no grand slam. So put it to rest, please. But I am buying this pay-per-view. Solely for three things. One, the atmosphere. Yeah. I want to see it deliver. Two, MJF and Adam Cole. And three, the Young Bucks versus FTR. That's it for me. Sorry, guys and girls, but that's it. And I'm not buying the pay-per-view. And I'm a punk guy. Not buying it for Punk and Joe. I'm sure they'll deliver, but it's a miss. Danielson off the card, obviously, due to injury, is obviously another unfortunate miss for AEW. But I really hope... That what happens, and when we, you know, when you get on the air at five o'clock, six o'clock Eastern on Sunday to review this show, that we are all eating our words, and and I'll be part of the post show media scrum, that we are all uh, watching. I won't be in London, but I I really hope that I eat, I eat crow. I really do because I think that the only way that this show is memorable is if everything goes the way it needs to go for AEW, and the fans make this show. I mean, Bischoff said it perfectly. Bischoff said the fans will be the star of that show for AEW, and I agree. I totally agree. Uh, I mean, we're going to end up eating crow anyway. I think a lot of the complaints, a lot of the complaints are justified because I think everybody, and it's not any disrespect towards Tony Khan, I think the fans care so much about what he does with this company that they feel like they are better than what they're kind of giving off, especially with the weekly TV as of late, and then the build for this show, and then the card that has kind of materialized here. Uh, the one positive out of all of this card, I mean, I don't 
I don't care particularly about any of these matches outside of the two that you mentioned, which was the Young Bucks, FTR, and MJF, Adam Cole. If there was one overwhelmingly positive thing about this show, it's the fact that MJF, at 25 years old, is going to main event with Adam Cole. MJF's not even anywhere close to his prime yet. Adam Cole is just now hitting, you know, that that peak age where he should be in his prime, and they're going to be main eventing in front of 80,000-plus. I mean, I could not pick two better guys to main event a show than those two guys right there. The build has been great. The storyline has been their best thing all year. Agreed. That promo on, on Wednesday with MJF and Adam Cole going over why this show, this match for this championship is the most important thing in their lives right now. All of that was expressed and came across on Wednesday's Dynamite. And they did a fantastic job building this up as a must-see attraction. And the fact that those two guys you know, are the, uh, basically the backbone of the company. I mean, I take great pride in that watching as a fan because these are the types of guys I want in that spot. Yeah, and here's the thing. That match, that build has been A1 and it deserves the main event slot. I hate the buy-in crap that's going on because I fear for an injury. Yeah. And I also don't think you need your two, it's like, you know, we don't need our two biggest stars right now on the pre-show. But, they deserve that main event slot because they have been the best story and the most entertaining on AEW's television. That, that's it. I mean, there's really nothing else. You know, um, the Sting match does nothing for me, and I love Sting and Darby, and I think that Swerve has rejuvenated himself, and I look forward to seeing what he does. But I, that does nothing for me. But I do want to ask your take on Sting because Tony Khan did make, moving away from all out. We'll get to our predictions. Yeah. Uh, so just stay tuned. But I want your take on Sting. Tony Khan was asked about Sting on the media call. And he said that he is not, he has offered Sting a new contract. He wants him to stick around. He being Sting, he's not going to pull the plug on Sting's career. He's going to let Sting do that himself. And as long as Sting wants to be around, AW will have him. Your thoughts? Uh, I... I think Tony Khan is approaching that the right way. I mean, you don't tell Steve Borden when to retire, where to retire. Uh, it's going to be up to him completely. I think uh, Tony Khan, the way that he is and all of the negative kind of, I guess, aura that he receives from the online wrestling community, always a money mark. He's nothing more than a fan. If he wants to be a fan, just sit in the front row and start chanting for your favorites. You know, like the report that we just read from, uh, I think it was Wade Keller, that when CM Punk came back through the, uh, I guess, through the curtain, he was chanting CM Punk, CM Punk on his return to collision. I mean, listen, if you want to go do that, go uh, go be a fan. You know, at some point, you got to differentiate from being a fan and being a boss. I think if he wants to be a boss and he wants to keep Steve Borden around, I think I think that locker room would be lucky to have him. As long as Sting can continue to go, uh, I think he should remain with AEW. But, I mean, what else is there for him to do? I mean, he's not winning any major championships. I mean, he's worked with... He's gotten Darby over to a point where Darby is absolutely a backbone future of the company. You know, he's going to be highly sought after when he does become a free agent. I mean, what else, Drew, is is Sting capable of? I, I honestly think he's going to go above and beyond and give whatever that body, whatever that vessel of his has left on Sunday afternoon. And he may actually end up retiring with what we see from him on Sunday. I don't know. But what else is there for him to do? Yeah, I don't think there's much left for Steve Borden Sting to do in the professional wrestling ring. Um, I do think that, you know, it is the right call to let Steve Borden make the decision when to hang his boots up. I don't think that should be anybody else's decision. Although WWE has pushed talent out. They've found other ways to 
um, be on network television or be on TV and continue their career. Sting being one of them. I think WWE horribly mismanaged Sting. And, you know, without that injury that happened with him and Seth, maybe we see some more out of Sting in WWE. But uh, I agree. I also do. It's it's like I hate to be playing both sides of the fence here, but I think there also needs to be a point in time where maybe it doesn't come from Tony, but it comes from somebody else. Arn Anderson, Dustin Rhodes, whomever they look at Sting and they say, hey, I just want you to know, I respect everything that you've done, but I don't think you need to do this anymore if you don't want to. Um, and if he, you know, for some reason, if it's a bad match or something to that extent, don't tarnish your career. And truthfully, they've been very protective of Sting. So I don't think, yeah. I'm talking about they've protected him in the ring with who they've given him, the yeah. opponents, the tag match, everything else. But I will say this. Um, I thought Tony Khan's comments, unfortunately, you know, Tony, that this is the best run of Sting's career. I was just going to get to that because I'm no looking way. I'm looking at the quote. No way. I mean, listen, his AW has blown away WWE's run. No doubt about it. Okay? 100%. But I'm I'm on the well, fence with that AW's had a better run Sting's run than TNA. Well, I mean, w- never never um, mind that, bro. I mean, I mean Tony knows how to get people talking and he says sure. shit to elicit a reaction out of people. He knows what he's doing. I don't I don't even think Tony Khan believes in the words that he said there because oh. we all know that AEW's not Sting's greatest run. WWE it's better than his WWE run. You know, some 100%. people some people may think it's better than his Impact run, but a lot of people love the main event Mafia. TNA version of Sting. They thought that Joker's thing was, you know, a great uh, asset to his overall vibe. You know, you had the Crow Sting, you had uh, Wolfpack Sting, you had Joker's thing. So a lot of people like that. You know, his WCW run. I mean, you're gonna compare this run to his WCW run? I don't. I, come on, man. That's a, I don't. I didn't, I didn't even watch WCW, and I'm not stupid enough to say that. I will tell you this: Sting's run in WCW from '96 to like '99 was it's it's very 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 good yeah not to mention his tna run with uh kurt angle yeah styles even the Jarrett matches i'm sting had the main event mafia sting had some of his best matches that are lost in tna slash impact because we can't really see them unless you buy a subscription so i'm telling you right now i tony khan does know how to get people talking but if we're talking about runs for me, it's WCW, Impact, TNA, AEW, WWE. You know, Sting is undefeated in AEW, Tony Khan said. He's undefeated. They could use that as a, as a huge uh, deal if they do want to end up retiring him. You know, who, Hold up. Wait a minute. Who beats him? That's what he said okay. here from the Observer. It says he... he, he you, bro, Tony Khan is an analytical fucking powerhouse. I know. Man. I know he is. I Listen. <laughs> I said I that on the show. Either. I said, that, I said that on your show a million times, and then I've said it on our show. There's nobody, in my opinion, in the wrestling business who probably has better numbers, better everything that analytical-wise. He's 17-0 and 0 in AEW, all in tag team matches. He just doesn't lose. Okay. There you go. I mean, they could use that to their advantage, man. Maybe it happens on Sunday. Maybe he goes 18-0. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Career 17 and 0, 4 and 0 in this year, 1 and 0 in tag team, 2 and 0 in trios. <laughs> this guy, man, he's like a fucking encyclopedia, man. Who remembers all that shit? I don't know, man. man. I can't even remember what the fuck I did two days ago. I know. I don't even know what I ate for breakfast this morning. <laughs> Let alone, I mean, but Ridiculous. you want to know? I hey, good for him. Um, more coming out of the AW media call. Um, the elite contract extension. I thought this was very smart maneuvering by Tony Khan. He was asked, do all of them expire at the same time, them being the elite? And when does the contracts go into place? 
et cetera, et cetera. And Tony really dodged all this saying that some of their contracts have some time remaining on it. So the new contracts haven't taken over. They're all signed to multi-year deals, but didn't disclose how long these deals are for. And I think that this is the side of Tony Khan that I love where he, yes, he is the wrestling fans promoter, but he's also got to protect his investment and he's going to not, he's not going to tip his hand to WWE or anybody else being like, well, they're up in three years because he's done it before. So I think he's learned he being Tony Khan that telling people that, well, I've signed Adam Cole to five years, so he's not going in. You don't need to divulge that information. I think that this was brilliant maneuvering, but I will ask you, do you like this side of Tony Khan? Or you think it's like, Hey man, I wish you would just keep, keep it a hundred with me. No, I, I am uh Listen, I've been to a few of the scrums and I've seen people ask questions that have visibly upset him in regards to WWE stepping on AEW's toes, what Triple H has done, kind of, you know, double dipping with shows over there with NXT to combat AEW and then them taking holidays now away from AEW when they used to do it first. So I, I actually commend Tony Khan for sticking to his guns and being a little secretive about everything, especially when it comes to the contracts. First of all, it's none of our business as a community who, how many years, you know, the Young Bucks and Adam Page and Kenny Omega have. I don't, I don't give a shit as long, as long as they're here, as long as they're healthy, and as long as they give us a great four or five years, however it may be, however long it may be for AEW. But, do you, do know, you guys I, know when the Usos and Roman Reigns no, contract's coming up? No, no you don't. No. I, I, so I don't blame him at all because, you know, he is definitely someone that has been – done dirty from if you listen to the things that he said about how Triple H and Stephanie McMahon have treated him over the last couple of years I don't blame him for being secretive and I don't blame him for holding things close to his vest I think so. now more than ever Tony needs to do that yeah with Endeavor's backing and it seems like Paul Levesque Triple H gaining more power in the creative side and I will tell you right now you thought WWE had an endless checkbook with themselves the Endeavor merger makes them a, a powerhouse now AEW and the cons probably have more money. I bet you they actually do. But it's all about visibility. It's all about the brand. And it's all about, you know, perception. And WWE right now is one and AEW's, you know, two. So I think Tony Khan's very smart to keep that close to the vest. The last thing coming out of the media call, JD, is Tony Khan was asked about, um, well, there's two things, but I want to talk about this. Uh, he was asked about dodging the UK. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't asked. He dodged the UK event question. Will we be seeing more United Kingdom, uh, events, international events, et cetera, et cetera. He kind of dodged. He said, well, I'm going to focus on this event and then I'll make an announcement about another event. Possibly once this is concluded, do we, do you think that AEW is going to run Wembley again? Uh, no, I mean, I would not run Wembley again. Listen, I, I think All In, to, to kind of kind of preface your question, I do think All In will be a yearly thing. I, I do I, I do think that this will be their WrestleMania. Everybody's been asking, you know, what what's AEW's WrestleMania? Is it all out? Is it double or nothing? None of those shows were their WrestleMania. This is their WrestleMania. This is what's going to get them off the, I would say, off and running with their major stadium show. This is their big stadium show. They've succeeded at selling the amount of tickets they have, and they're going to run one of these every single year. That's my prediction there. As far as running Wembley again, I would not run Wembley again so soon. Uh, if he does run something in Europe, I know he did mention, and there was a rumor going around that if AEW did come to the United Kingdom for the first time, that they would run Principality Stadium because I think his soccer team uh, owns that stadium. So I, I do think that, They'll hold a dynamite there or, 
you know, maybe a Grand Slam-like show. Maybe maybe it's a pay-per-view, one of the lower-end pay-per-views, like a Double or Nothing or a Full Gear, something along those lines maybe next year. But I, I do think that it'll be in that general area. So, you know, I heard you mention that you feel like this is AEW's WrestleMania, yeah. and I would agree with you. Do you think that if this was reversed and this is what WWE gave us, that you would you know, be upset with this, like how everything has transpired with the card, not to beat a dead horse. But I mean, if this is AEW's WrestleMania, I know Danielson's hurt, but you know, I hate to go back to this, but it just seems like, are we going to get bigger and better matches at all out in Chicago? I don't think so. I mean, I mean, there's there's two, there's two all out matches already. I mean, we have Luchasaurus and Darby Allen and Miro versus powerhouse Hobbs. And then more than likely we're going to get Kenny Omega versus Konosuke Takeshita. So, I mean, just based off those three matches, I I do feel like it kind of comes off as, I don't want to say that it is because it's not, it's almost true, it's like this is night one of WrestleMania and the next week is night two of WrestleMania for AEW. It's almost like, you know, all in, all out, night one, night two, they're going to give you a banger show on Sunday and then the following week it's going to be like more of a, of a, I don't know, plan B, you know? Yeah, so we're going to get probably the ladder match between Cole and MJF at in Chicago, and then we'll probably get, what, a Punk Joe rematch? I hope not. I mean, why have this match at all in if you're not going to do something at all out? That being CM Punk. Truthfully, I don't get that one. So we're going to have, so, have three Punk Joe matches in a span of a month and a half? I, I mean, it just seems like that's the only available card right now that Tony can play because the trios match isn't happening, right? That we all want to see. I mean, if we get Punk and Omega at all in Chicago great but I mean that could sell out a stadium so that that would have been a miss I don't know I'm gonna get off the card and everything else the last thing um Tony also talked about in the media scrum uh video packages and how they would be released on AEW's channel and everything else like that um that will help you know fans understand the build and everything else like that towards these matches at all in for me this is a major miss this is where you need to use your tv time to get these builds and everything else across. I don't mind the video packages. WWE does them, but they put them on their, their television before the match airs on a pay-per-view or premium live event. This to me just sounded so convoluted. And I think it's a miss. Your I, I, I feel like a uh, I listen, I, I, I love a video package. I loved, uh, you know, the Shinsuke Nakamura one. We'll, we'll touch upon that a little bit later with, with Seth Rollins last night. I thought the Nakamura one was fantastic. The, the Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey thing that they did before SummerSlam, I thought that was great. When WWE typically does them, it's to enhance a feud that's already been ongoing on TV. The, the difference here, Drew, is Tony Khan is, again, projecting all that, yeah, we're going to get video packages and it's going to kind of lay out what's going to be happening on the show. But the thing is, when he says that and he puts video packages on TV, it's going to be more you know, trying to cover up their laziness because they did not tell a lot of story going into this show and they're going to use this as their crutch to say, hey, look, we have story, we have build, just watch the video package. You'll find out everything you need to know in the video package. No, because like you said, they should be maximizing the minutes that they have on TV with the performers that they got to sell these stories and build matches or, or build dialogue between people on live TV instead of, throwing everything in a video package with some fucking random highlights from New Japan six years ago. I mean, I I appreciate them taking the effort and the time to put it out, but it just reeks of laziness to me, bro. Yeah, and I, again, um, I think the use of Omega 
on this card is a miss, and I'll leave it at that. I don't give a shit about what packages you want to throw together from New Japan or anything else like that. Omega's use in on this show in a six-man is dumb. You could have found so many different ways to have Kenny have a major match here because Kenny, with all due respect to all the other boys in that locker room, Kenny held this company together for so many years. Well, uh, listen, I mean, I, I think we need to put the Punk and, and Kenny Omega narrative to bed because maybe maybe Tony couldn't do it. I said last Fine, week, do something else. Tony's the boss. If he wants whatever he wants, they should listen, right? I, I, I don't know how things operate there. I, it sounds like and seems like Tony's got... Uh, you know, he's weak, and CM Punk's got him by the balls. I, I don't know what the case may be. But I'm asking you, what do you do with Kenny Omega? Obviously, I have well, Kenny well, Omega take on Jay White. I, I mean, again, you're, I mean, it's basically the same thing, just one-on-one. -on -one, you know, you got a six-man tag. It's the same thing. It's Kenny Omega versus somebody of his past six years ago. Yeah, I mean, I. but I'm saying if we can't have Punk and Omega— Fine, we've moved past it. You know, I mean, we can't like we can't get Omega Osprey because the, I know, I know I know for a fact, and he's alluded to it that there's going to be political things with New Japan. They want that for Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, absolutely, and I that's fine. So they're not getting that. I don't. I mean, listen, Danielson's you know, we'll, hurt. Takesh is yeah. not an all-in match. I mean, no, and that's why I'm saying. I mean, listen, Kenny versus like I said, Jay is fine by me. I I I just think Kenny, the usage of Kenny in a six-man is a miss, just like the usage of Cody. If we go to payback, not to switch gears here, if Cody's at a six-man at payback, miss. Miss. Yes, well, they, yeah. I mean, we'll touch upon that. Yeah, it yeah. is a huge miss. 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 So, I mean, it's not. I'm not absolving anything that WWE or AEW does. I'm just saying, for me, Kenny in Wembley, one of their biggest stars, the longest-reigning world champion I believe that they had, deserves a singles high-profile match. Does this six-man scream high-profile to you? No, I mean, right. I mean, there are ways to go. Listen, I mean, I've I've talked about this for the last few weeks. I, I understand everybody wants Kenny Omega in a singles match, but you, you could have given us Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi versus Chris Jericho and Will Ospreay in a tag okay. team match. I mean, that would have been a lot better than what we're getting with fucking Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Kanosuke Takeshita. I mean, Takeshita's got nothing to do with the Bullet Club. Yeah, here he is teaming with the Bullet Club because he's got a uh, enemy, a common enemy in Kenny Omega. That would have made a lot more sense. I just feel like the six-man tag is something that they just threw on a piece of paper and say, hey, hey look, look how great these names are, man. We're going to get a great trios match out of this. I mean, come on. Yeah. Are you concerned about the um, possible changes and additions that are coming to All In? Because I believe we have eight matches. So what is what nine matches? What is he I changing? got the card pulled up right here. Apparently, Ray Phoenix is hurt. Um, okay. so he's not going to be in the stadium stampede match, which I'm not a big fan of because we just got an anarchy in the arena match. And it's basically the same fucking thing. Uh, only one's inside and the other's outside. And the only reason, I don't know if you know, I know you don't have the game and don't play the game, but, uh, they just added a stadium stampede mode to AEW fight forever. So it kind of goes hand in hand with what's going on this weekend. That's releasing this weekend for the video game. Uh, so I could see that being a promotional tool as well. Um, I don't know who fills in for Ray Phoenix, and fills in for him, but I've heard Santana and Ortiz possibly coming back. I've heard Zack Sabre Jr.'s name thrown around to take uh, a spot there in the, and my cat's crying. I guess I, I don't like Zack Sabre either. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, him taking a spot in the Blackpool Combat Club. I don't, I don't find any of that to be interesting. I don't know how you feel about that. No, I mean, at least I, the, the uh, anarchy in the arena was good. The stadium stampede is exact. I, I echo your statements a hundred percent. I, 
I think we use this too much. I think, you know, once a year is fine. Now we're jumping right back to it. I know it's not the people are going to be like, it's not the same thing, Drew. I mean, basically it's the same thing, guys. I mean, come on. It is. I mean, I don't know why Tony didn't go, bro. I don't know why Tony didn't go Eddie Kingston versus Claudio. I mean, they've been feuding for how long? I mean, they got an issue for, I mean, why didn't we get that? I think people would have loved to see Eddie go over Claudio. Why why didn't we get Orange Cassidy defending the international title against John Moxley? I think people would have been okay with that. Instead of giving us this fucking convoluted mess, because all it does is come off to me uh, as Tony Khan wanting to get as many people on the show because he feels like they all deserve a spot. And we got fucking six versus six here in a stadium stampede match. I'm going to be there. I also don't appreciate watching a fucking match on the big screen when I could easily do that at home. Why didn't he give us those two singles matches? They come off a lot better. Well, I'll say this. I mean, I was at Revolution, the first pay-per-view back from all of the pandemic stuff, and I was when the, the arena was jacked, or I should say Daly's Place was jacked to see Sting and Darby, and we never saw him because it was a cinematic match. So yeah. I get that, and I get it from people. I understand, and I get it from the fans who are going to be there. But again, this is WrestleMania, in my opinion, for AEW, and what does WrestleMania always give us for the past at least, I would say, four or five years? The best singles matches yes. that they possibly can it's not this convoluted bs that we get and realistically like you said eddie and claudio man there's just you don't even i don't even need build for that i no. already know and, and, i already and, know and, and, and i know i know before i even you know get to what i want to say uh eddie kingston and claudio could realistically still happen at all out Maybe he's doing this now and saving that match for All Out. Maybe saving Moxley and Orange Cassidy for All Out because he needs matches for basically a week after this Sunday for All Out in Chicago. Maybe he's just saving those matches. But I don't know. I don't but know. This but is the this, problem. This, is, this is the show to do it on, though. I know. And this is the problem with the, with this, with AEW. I gave WWE the same crack when, uh, crap when they did WrestleMania and then Super Showdown or whatever the hell it was. The greatest Royal Rumble was a couple of weeks later. I was like, listen, some of these matches that you put on at the greatest Royal Rumble should have been on WrestleMania 35. So you guys are a bunch of assholes. And I'll say this, AEW has done this. And I got I, Blake Mitchmore, one of my closest friends, will be here this weekend. He said to me, I made a comment on one of the shows. I don't know if it was your show or somebody else. We did a live show, and I said, this is when Grand Slam was debuting at Arthur Ashe, and I believe All In was, or All Out, excuse me, was like a couple weeks before that. Yeah. And I said, they are completely looking past All Out, and all they're focused on is Grand Slam, yeah. and that's a miss, dude. And this is the same thing. They should be focused on All In. This is Wembley. Yeah. I understand you're at the United Center. For all out, but come on, man. Yeah, come I don't on. know. I don't know how they fix that problem. You know, I don't know if they add more pay per views to the overall calendar for AEW schedule. I don't know, but these things have to be spaced out. I, I mean, it definitely feels like it definitely feels like a WWE move where they do fucking Crown Jewel two weeks before Survivor Series type of deal. Like, right. I, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, you know, because then you start forgetting one show and then you're more you know heavy on the other and. Just things get lost in translation. I don't like that. But, I mean, we got the stadium stampede match. We got Darby Sting, Swerve, AR Fox, and a coffin match, which should be fun. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's going to be a bad match. It's going to be a fun match. We got the six-man with Kenny, Hangman, Ibushi, Takeshita, Jay White, Juice Robinson, Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. Now, I'm not a big fan of this match, but I'm not going to take anything away from Will Ospreay. It's probably, you know, I mean, it's debatable. It's either him or MJF, top wrestler in the world right now. Um, but Chris He's Jericho have to work a completely different style. He is, but the thing is, the thing is, I'm not going to take anything away from Chris Jericho because the more you doubt Chris Jericho, the more he's going to fucking shut you up. And mm-hmm. I honestly think if you're Chris Jericho, you cannot ask for a better dance partner than Will Ospreay. 
No, and I think that this is going to be if the match is on the card right now. I think this is your sleeper for match of the night. Yeah. So we got that. Uh, no championship on the line there. I know Will Ospreay changed the IWGP United States title to the UK title. Uh, women's World Championship seems like a throwaway match. Sheeta, Tony Storm, Soraya, Britt Baker. This is a throwback to the first All In where they had that fatal four way. Uh, AEW Tag Team Titles, FTR, Young Bucks. We'll get to Cash Wheeler in a little bit. Uh, I think the issue with him, I don't know how you feel about that. The issue with him may kind of swing the creative in the Young Bucks direction to win the titles there. Well, all right. Um, do you want to talk about the Cash Wheeler situation? Or yeah. You want to I mean, the I, got the, I got the notes here. Yeah. I mean, Tony answered this question on the media call, but I, you know, I have, I'm, I've heard some of your stuff, but I'm really dying to hear what you think about this whole Cash Wheeler situation. Tony says that he's monitoring the situation very carefully, but he doesn't believe that he will have to do anything to change this card. And because it's one of the biggest matches on the card and it's one of the biggest matches ever for the AEW tag team division. So what do you, how do you feel about this? It, it, it was made pretty public, which I stated before ever all this information came out that there is no chance in hell that cash did not go to management and say, Hey, this happened because you do not want the situation coming up like, oh, hey, by the way, now all of a sudden, you know, I'm being arrested and I have this hearing. and all, You don't want that. So we knew it. he had talked to AEW. So what are your thoughts? Well, it's a lose-lose situation. I mean, what is Tony Khan going to do? If Cash went to him and said, hey, I got this warrant out for my arrest. I mean, I'm here. They're there. I'm eventually going to get fucking caught and taken into custody. You know, if he told Tony Khan, what, what, what is he going to do then? I mean, so, you know, put yourself in Tony Khan's shoes. You got this all-out match. Biggest tag team match in the history of the company. Uh, and, and then you got this guy who is uh, about to be arrested. You don't want to take him off TV. Then, uh, you know, if, if you don't do the match and the fans are going to be like, oh, my God, Tony Kyle, you know, they're going to blame him for something. So it's like, what is he going to do? He's got his back against the wall. Well, what do you do in that situation if you TK? I, I again, for, you know, I give both companies a lot of crap, but I think that this was the right way to handle this. Um, I might, you know, people's more compasses would be like, oh, I can't believe you'd say that true. Listen, I told you, we don't know the full situation on what's going on. It seemed like, you know, cash, and this is, you know, a, a public matter now cash waved a gun, um, at a, a civilian who, uh, another passenger or something like that in a car. I don't know. Um, and he had to pay a fine cash. Wheeler paid a fine and that was it. And I think that Tony Khan AW handled this the right way. I mean, he didn't hurt anybody. Um, you can't just go flashing guns around anymore. It's it's a serious well, matter. Like I, I said, that, like I said, but, who knows if his life was threatened? I mean, I don't want to. I don't. I don't go yeah. around waving guns in front of people or right. fucking you know swaying in and out of fucking lanes all because someone's behind me. And then you get out and show them the business. Right. But you know, I, I don't want to take anything away from from Cash. Cash seems like a, a genuine guy. So does Dax. So uh, you know, if I'm on one side, I'm gonna take his side because. Something really must have agitated him for act that to act that way because I don't see him yeah. uh, as someone that's going to be acting that way, and I also don't see him being the type of guy that with that would withhold information like that from Tony Khan. I think he has a lot more respect for Tony Khan uh, than the IWC thinks. So I do think that AEW was notified, but again, I go back to my original point. What is Tony Khan supposed to do? Cancel the fucking match? He's going to no. let it ride out and, wait and and see what happens because if the if he pulls the match, then fans are going to blame Tony Khan for something, and, you know, we don't need that shit. Listen, I mean, I don't like to get into people's personal business, so I have no idea what transpired with, you know, Cash and 
the other car passengers, whatever. So we're going to leave that at bay. But I mean, I saw a lot of WWE loyalists being like, you can't let this man be on television, blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Jimmy, uh, the Usos have had so much problems, and I love those boys, have had so many problems with DWIs and everything else like that, and WWE handled that situation perfectly too. It is a private matter that they will see, you know, they will handle, and everyone, I mean, like, so if you're going to call for Cash's head, then you might as well call for everybody's head who's ever been arrested, DWI, all this other stuff. Like, come on. People has make mistakes. Cash, has Cash ever been in trouble with AEW manager? No. no probably not. I mean, the Usos, man, fucking, you know, four different times. Yeah, and again, but that's, again, the WWE handled that the right way. The WWE can't babysit these guys and girls. No. If that happens, it happens. I mean, it happens to people all the time, unfortunately. I, listen, I if I have a drink, I don't drive, but I don't judge people who've had a DWI. It could be an uh, unfortunate a situation where you you think you're okay and you're not but listen i i'm not judging anybody and i'm not going to tell somebody how to run their company uh in terms of like when you know uh, uh, uh there's a issue with the law so yeah. i don't think this is something where tony khan needs to pull the plug on the match or you know let go of cash wheeler just like wwe didn't pull the plug on the usos or let one of them go it's just dumb well, uh, uh, Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated said that the match is going to take place. And obviously, in the report from PW Insider earlier in the week, uh, Cash is not going to have his passport revoked. So uh, it's it's on, so we can expect it. I know MJF put out a tweet as well, uh, you know, backing Cash. So everything is good there. We'll let the uh, the law take its uh, course after all, all in. So we'll see what happens. But does it have any bearing on the outcome of the match? Or do you see FTR dropping the titles to the box because of this situation with Cash? Um, maybe. I think if this was WWE, yes. Um, yeah. So I will say this. I think AEW is really trying to um, get things on the up and up because that WBD, Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, contract is looming. The the streaming deal is looming. So yeah, I, I do think that the Bucks will probably take the championships. Yeah, I think that's the right call too. Obviously, we got that Samoa Joe versus CM Punk for the AW Real World Championship. Um, Punk is not losing that championship. I know you're not crazy about the match. It'll be a fun match, but like no you doubt and, about it. But like you and I both reiterated, nobody's ordering this pay per view for CM Punk. Nobody. And I like this is again, you needed CM Punk on this card. Yeah. It makes sense. But again, a better use of him. That's, you know, a, a story for another day. I would have loved the six man match here. Do you think that with how hot MJF and Adam Cole have been, that AEW opted to ride the wave with them going into this show instead? And the original plan was CM Punk for MJF for this show. Do you think that's a possibility? And that AEW had to change course because of how hot the storyline was? I think the two major main events here were going to be Danielson and Omega. Well, I should say three. Danielson and Omega, FTR and the Bucks, and I think MJF and Cole were, were the plan. I, I don't I think when and again, I you know, I don't know this to be fact, but I think when Tony came up with this card and they did the whole uh tag team battle bowl, basically, right? That's what it was. Uh, I think that the end game was always MJF and Cole at this pay-per-view. And I think it's the right call. Now they're missing a major match with Danielson and Omega. So Omega's thrown into a six man, blah, 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 whatever it is, an eight man, six man, whatever the hell it is. Fine. Uh, but I don't think Punk and MJF were scheduled for this show. That match makes more sense in Chicago. But yeah. I don't think you could do that now because we can't have one match with MJF and Adam Cole. 
I want a ladder match between those two. I think that happens at the United States. Yeah, I could see that being the case, too, because MJF has kind of went on record saying that he's had the best this match and the best of that right. match. And, you know, he hasn't had a ladder match yet. So I'd like to see that. And Adam Cole, Adam Cole is, uh, I could see Adam Cole thriving in a ladder match. So um, yeah. I'd like to see that. And they're going to need a mega main event for that. And right now, what else they got? They got nothing else for All Out. And again, this is another launching pad for that event, it seems. So MJF and Adam Cole in a ladder match. And do we do Punk and Joe in like a cage or... It seems like we're going to get stipulations out the wazoo at all out unless they completely go in a different direction and don't continue the feuds, which is a miss for me with MJF and Cole. They want to end the punk Joe fine, but they should, they need to continue. They being AW, the MJF and Adam Cole stuff. So we'll have to wait and see who do you think is going to win the Jericho Osprey match? Uh, I think Osprey is going to win. I don't, I don't think Osprey is going to lose until he ends up. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I want to say that Omega is going to win the, the overall battle between him and Osprey, but I mean, I don't, I don't see Osprey losing. I, I just don't. What, what, I mean, he's, he's a champion, so I, I can't imagine New Japan wanting to have their champion lose in someone else's promotion. Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, and Jericho's the guy to do it. Uh, you know the business here. So, and, and by the way, it. and by the way, Fozzie is playing Judas live at the pay per view. I love that. Yeah, so I think that's great. I mean, they should get Living Color to play Punk to the ring too. Just me. Yeah, uh, I mean, no one, Tony Khan, probably. No, and Tony Connie's already got fucking uh, Metalingus, already bought and uh, purchased. You know, I, you want to talk about this? Let's yes, talk about let's, it. Let's let's talk about it. I I you know I, I came on here a week ago and I said I think there's a high possibility that Edge joins AEW at some point, sometime. I will say now, watching the send off Edge got in Toronto, obviously everything can change. The way that. St- People took to social media who will remain nameless stars, current stars in different companies and and WWE. It seems like they're trying to convince Adam Copeland to come to AEW. And I think edge Adam Copeland is either going to resign with WWE, which I think is a miss. I'd love to see him in AEW or he's just going to stay retired. I don't see him in AEW anymore. You don't see him in, in WWE or AEW. I don't see him in AEW. I I could see him in WWE. Maybe, you know, has another six month, a year contract. And then maybe we could revisit this AEW stuff. He'll be 51 at that point. Yeah. But I really don't see him. Listen, I don't don't think we need, I don't think we need Matt Hardy and Dax Harwood to go to bat for Adam Copeland. I I think, I, I think Adam Copeland knows exactly, you know, what awaits him over there and the plethora of riches that still, you know, could entice him. To, to join AEW, I mean, a match with Kenny, a match with a- uh, Adam Page, a match with Punk, uh, Ricky Starks. I mean, a tag team with Christian versus the Young Bucks, a tag team match with Christian uh, against FTR. I, I mean, you, the, the Lucha Brothers. You really think that Adam Copeland, Edge, is going to tag with Christian more than once, have a tag team run in AEW after the storied career he's had? Yes. Is- Interesting. I, listen, I don't, I don't know him. I don't know him, per, obviously. But, I mean, is it is a world championship beyond what he really wants to do? Like, like does he really want to end on top as a world champion? Or does friends, family, and how he got started is more important to him? You know, he started with Christian. He started with Christian. He may want to end with Christian. I, I just find... To me, if I'm making a personal bet, I think I think Adam Copeland f- finds it a little bit more desirable 
to end his career side by side with his real life best friend. That, oh, I, that, that's just me. So I will bet you, uh, just because you know I said what I said, I'll bet you a cold case of whatever you want, um, whatever beer you want. I for me, the Edge and Christian FTR match is is money, and I think that is something. And the Young Bucks, I get it. I think those two matches could possibly happen if Edge were to go to AEW. But I like your singles run better for Adam Copeland Edge than anything else he's going to do tag team wise with Christian. And then I think he'd like to end his career against Christian in a singles match, yeah. obviously. I will say this. If we get a announcement that AEW is running Sky Dome in Toronto, watch out. Yeah, I, I definitely. Um, but he's, he did say, and listen, Edge, Adam Copeland, has been known to work the audience, whether it's on the microphone or on social media. I remember right before his monumental return in the Royal Rumble, which was one of the best moments of all time, Absolutely. when he came back after nine years, he kind of played people on social media. Oh, I'm... I'm not coming back, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, come on. I mean, I mean, everything is just kind of lining up. The stars are aligning. We know you're better off not saying anything. So I don't know how much of what he said at the end of SmackDown on Friday is legit. This is the last time you're going to see me wrestle in Toronto. He's holding a cane. He's standing up. He's like a fucking geriatric in there. People no, no, are telling no, me he a, needs to. I, I, I know. I know what it was. But people were telling me, oh, he can't walk around without a walking cane. I'm like. Well, what what do you got? You got this guy in a fucking nursing home already. I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean, how I would, how banged up is he? I mean, I, I don't would want- love. I would love to see it, JD. I just for some reason. I mean, let, let me ask you this. I'll counter with this. He go. Do you think he would tarnish what he has to go to AEW if for some reason he just can't go anymore? Uh, I think the people that run WWE respect that man enough to fa- for the fact that he came back after nine years to give them three years. Right. Vince was never going to allow him to go to AEW. Adam Copeland is the type of guy. And the story is that he went to AEW. Tony Khan wanted him. They gave they gave him an offer. He went back to Vince McMahon, told him exactly what was going on. Vince said, you ain't wrestling over there. If you're going to come back after nine years, you're going to wrestle for me and I'm going to pay you this. And that's the way it ended up. Now, I feel like with him being a good Samaritan there and being respectful to Vince McMahon by going back and telling him, I would like to think that WWE would show him that same respect and allow him to do what his heart wants him to do. If he wants to go wrestle there, go wrestle there. He gave three years to WWE, and clearly they don't really have any major plans for him. If they had plans and creative for him, good, give it to him. You got no problem paying him what he wants. Tony Khan's going to give him the money, more money than I think Endeavor's going to give him. And then the creative is also on the AEW side too, which is a little bit more enticing than what WWE has. So to me... I just feel like it fits what he needs to do for the last year, year and a half of his career. I don't know. Maybe WWE signs him to a, a year deal and they get, you know, Edge beats Seth for the World Heavyweight Championship and then Edge does the job at WrestleMania 40 to Gunther. How about that? We'll see. Who knows? I think he's tailor-fitted for AEW, truthfully, but my heart and my brain are telling me he won't sign there. I just don't know why. I mean, if he if he signs with the WWE, what does he do? Where does he go? What does he do? I mean, he's done everything he needed to do there. I don't, I don't know. A match with Gunther is uh, listen. There is matches. We talked about this already as well. Gunther, uh, Brock Lesnar potentially, Cody, Bray Wyatt, Cody. There are there are Kevin Owens. There there, yeah. there are things for him to do there. John Cena, if he wants to retire, 
I mean, it's all up to WWE, honestly. But I'd like to see him in AEW. I'm being selfish. I'd like to see him in AEW. Me too. I think there's there's money matches there for him, and I'd like to see him and Punk run it back one more time. Absolutely. Um, there is one thing I wanted to talk about on the AEW side of things, uh, which we'll, we'll cycle back to the WWE. Yeah. But there's one thing here. Uh, a lot of people, bro. A lot of people made, including me and Jesse on Wednesday. A lot of people made a big deal about the Texas Chainsaw Death Match on Wednesday. Now, reportedly, it raised $100,000 plus for the food banks in Maui with the wildfires that went on there. Um, Jeff Jarrett said he enjoyed it. Jeff Jarrett says he likes those types of integrations. I mean, he's going to say that type of thing because he's under the AEW umbrella and he's on the payroll. But what did you think of the match? And did you think it risked a little bit of the brand credibility with what they did with uh, the fucking chainsaw-wielding geek that came out there. And do you think that AEW could have went about this a little bit differently to fit the adult-themed you know, AEW shows that we used to while also making money for a good cause? Yeah, I mean, I'd be a hypocrite if I stood up here, sat here, and said that you know, this set the business back 20 years, blah, all this other BS, blah, 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 where he said that it was, it, it's it, it's part of the business, guys and girls. It is, WWE does it. Now, granted, they don't drop out uh, or send out, you know, Leatherface. I get it. I, I, it I was, mean, at least it wasn't fucking flesh-eating zombies who ate the miss. Right, and what I'm saying is that, you know, we saw a lot of this stuff in WWE, the brand integration to, go, to capture some money and some ad revenues and everything else that it's part of, the industry when you're at this height and AEW is at this height and you want to know what they did not AEW did not have to do this and they did the match was not for me the leatherface integration was not for me but i also didn't write a hundred thousand dollar check so who gives a shit what was for me and what wasn't that's what we all need to understand tony khan and AEW did a great thing by donating to that cause and realistically, this happens over in WWE. So any of you WWE loyalists who want to come on here and just be like, oh, that's crap. Like, I can't believe that AW's trash set the business back. Shut up. Slim Jim had a battle royal, which was fantastic. We had WWE a fucking has- pitch black match with puppets yeah. laughing yeah. down I mean, below as Uncle Howdy on. took a dive off a fucking scaffold. There's been some things that WWE has done, so I'd be an absolute hypocrite. So no, it wasn't for me, but good for AW. They didn't have to do this, and they did. And I appreciate it because it's part of the business. Tony right? Khan is a genuine good human being. Uh, we 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 yeah. know that we we know that he does a lot for a lot of charities, and you know he's just a good-hearted human being. You know, you heard the story about what he did with William Regal, and you know the story about his mother, which kind of correlated to letting Regal go to be with his son in WWE. The 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 massive amount of charity work that Tony Khan's done. The thing that got me is, you know, AEW doesn't need to do this if they wanted to donate money. Tony Khan would have donated money. The thing that got me was the fans the next day because I tweeted something about Chris Jericho, you know, and you mentioned that, you know, setting the business back 20 years, you know, with the whole fucking zombie thing and the zombie tweet that happened. But people were trying to justify this match because it made 130,000 or whatever amount of money for the Maui Food Bank. But at the same time, you could say that, but at the same time, I could say the match still sucked. No matter how much money you made for the Maui Food Bank, the match was still the worst match that AEW's put on ever, and it was within the second hour of AEW Dynamite on Wednesday, which was the worst second hour in the history of the show. So uh, it, yeah. one doesn't equate to the other. I mean, right. it still sucks. Mm-hmm. 
And we don't, so here's the thing, right? Here's the deal. I don't know exactly what that integration included. Like maybe they had to have a Texas death match or whatever it is. I don't know if they didn't have to have a Texas death match, AEW, then they could have went about, about this completely differently. If they needed to have Leatherface appear, if they needed to run a bunch of commercials, they could have had an, an in-ring segment with Jericho or whomever else. And they could have had an in-ring segment with whomever. And they could have Leatherface appear and run said talent out of the arena. That's a little different than what they did AEW did on dynamite. There's ways to go about this and there's ways not to. And I think it might, again, I get it. The all elite wrestling fans were like, this is not what I wanted from my company, but you want to know what it's part of the business. And it shows that your company is taking the next level that these brands, these games, movies, whatever want to be a part of all elite wrestling. So good on Tony Khan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, th- they could go about it. You know, they, they you what, what what did they do? They did uh, House of the Dragon. It was like the, mm-hmm. the Dragon Slayer versus the American Dragon. And, you know, they yeah. had uh, fucking Dragon Lee on that show, I believe, as well. They had Shark Week, that shark cage that they used during the show, integrating that with Shark Week. Winter is coming. Uh, whatever else they do. I mean, they do some cool shit. But I just, I thought it came off cheesy. I mean, it did. There's no doubt about it. There was no escaping that. And I just think that, like, you have to own it. I own, I own my, my stuff and yeah. you own your stuff. And I think that AEW just needs to own it. And they, and Tony Khan seems like he did. So, where do we, going back to WWE, one last thing on Edge, where do we rank Edge all time? Oh, God. I mean, um, I mean, I, I don't think he's top 10, I don't think he's even top 20. Maybe, wow. maybe, maybe 25 to 30, maybe? No, maybe, I think maybe he's top it? 20. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I'd really have to do a list. I mean, I he's definitely not, and I, I have all the respect in the world for Adam Copeland. I mean, we're talking about my favorites. Um, he's probably top 10 easy. Yeah. But if we're talking about, you know, all time, I, that list is so subjective and so personal to a lot of people, but yeah. I don't think he's top five in no. terms of, you know, who who I view. But who am I, you know? Yeah. Uh, keep it with the SmackDown theme, uh, theme. No bloodline on SmackDown at all on Friday. Uh, the show definitely felt lackluster because there was no Roman, no Jimmy, no Jay, no Solo, no Paul, Paul Heyman was there. But uh, he did say that Jimmy would be on Friday, this coming Friday. Uh, was it a welcome breakthrough or did the show feel flat to you without the uh, typical cast of characters in WWE having to put some effort into the rest of the card on Friday? Yeah, Um yeah, and the more I thought about it, I think Edge is definitely top 15 uh, in the business. But I will say this, um, singles competitors. I will say this in terms of the bloodline. I think it was a welcome break. I think you guys and girls need to make up your goddamn minds and move off this whole, like, all we ever see is the bloodline. Then they take a week off. Where was the bloodline? I mean, this just shows how inconsistent and fickle wrestling fans can be. So I think the whole show, which we saw, which was smart, Focused on Edge. They had one segment with Paul Heyman in the bloodline. Perfect. No problems. No problem for me whatsoever. The show did not feel flat. It was um, all about Adam Copeland Edge, and it was all about Toronto, and I was happy with the way the show came off for me. Yeah, SmackDown, I mean, SmackDown was basically Edge Sheamus, which they gave a good 20, 25 minutes to. A great video package. They used uh, Alter Bridge... Uh, for the video package, something yep. off the new album. It was it was a great video package. So they made it a, they made it feel special. Uh, I, I think everything else on SmackDown felt kind of lackluster with Grayson Waller, uh, L.A. Knight, Ray Mysterio, Santos Escobar. I'm glad those guys are on the show and getting some shine, but it's nothing terribly interesting. 
Well, I mean, listen, the bloodline makes any show better. Yeah. So if we're if we're saying was would I like to have had the bloodline on this show? I think for that show, no, because it was all about Adam Copeland. Yeah. Uh, any other SmackDown needs to have the bloodline on it. It's the hottest thing in professional wrestling. So yes, you know, they were missed, but for the right reasons. Payback. How are we feeling about payback, man? After Monday Night Raw, payback feeling a little lackluster as, as well with uh, the AEW side of things and all all in feeling lackluster. I mean, there's just a lot of lackluster build towards these uh, shows coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, we don't know anything about Cody Rhodes. We don't know anything about the bloodline. So that's two major misses for me. We also don't know where Judgment Day is on this card. I yeah. mean, Finn doesn't have a match. Damian Priest doesn't have a match. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. So, I mean, we have one more week until that show, which is right before AW All Out. Um, so it's a long, I mean, this weekend and next weekend, man, I mean, it's just bang, bang. So, and yep. bang. So, I don't know. I think the build has been a little lackluster but besides what we've gotten. I really do enjoy Shin and, and uh, Seth and the build that we've gotten for that. I think the way that they used Nakamura this past uh, night, last night on Monday Night Raw was fantastic. Yeah, I, th- um, I mean, I mentioned that on my uh, review last week. They did not highlight his strengths. They highlighted his weaknesses. That in-ring segment came off awful. And I said he would either be better with a translator or a pre-taped video package backstage where there's subtitles and there's some nice ambiance. Yeah, we talked about it Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they nailed it. I mean, they they actually made a Nakamura-Seth Rollins match somewhat interesting coming out of Monday. And I thought what they did was perfect with him. Yeah, and the biggest question is in any match is what's the heat and, you know, where's the build? And, and, and the back injury. I mean, that's great. That's the heat, yeah. right? And that's that's what that's what Nakamura is going to focus on. And it's interesting that they're bringing this up right now as we're getting closer and closer to Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, and WrestleMania, um, you know, and Seth's run. Is it in jeopardy, et cetera, et cetera? Maybe Seth makes it to 40 and then has to have back surgery. Maybe that's his goal. I don't know. I don't know what his plan is, but... This was fantastic in terms of build. I said it last week on TNT. Give him a translator, him being Nakamura. They went with subtitles, which is great. I also think the Ripley-Gonzalez match is something we've all been clamoring for, so we're going to get it, which is good. And, you know, Trish and uh, Becky in a cage, we'll have to see how that one comes off. I mean, at this point, I'm just waiting for this feud to end and see what, you know, Becky and Trish both have next. But I think this is I think this is it for Trish. I truly believe yeah. that. I think she gets her steel well, cage it, match and Trish should, calls it, it. It should be it for Trish. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna dog on somebody who's had the impact that Trish has had in the I business. Know. But I, I mean it's just, anyway. it's not translating to TV for me. I think the feud's been probably the worst feud all all, all year for WWE uh on Raw. But you know, hopefully they have a great steel cage match. I mean, I don't know how you have a bad steel cage match. Hopefully they they deliver. Um, so we're getting those two women's matches. I remember when people complain, oh, why aren't they on SummerSlam? No, now, you, yeah. now you're getting my payback. So, I mean, and, it just makes and the sense. Other main, and the other big match that we're going to get is Gable and Gunther, right? I Gable, mean, Gunther, Miz versus LA Knight, um, right. setting up for that. Uh, the only thing that we don't really know is where the bloodline fits in and where Cody fits in, where Sammy KO fits in. Now, what they did rule last night is give us a tag team match that led to a six-man tag team match. And that six-man tag team match was the match that I thought absolutely was going to be the match for Cody and KO and Sammy against Judgment Day at Payback. So they theoretically gave us what I thought was the Payback pay-per-view match on Raw, unless we get it again, which I don't really want to because we just seen it. Mm -hmm. So what do we do with Cody? Does he wrestle Damian Priest? 
Does he wrestle Balor? He called J.D. McDonough a Funko Pop last night. Does he wrestle McDonough at the pay-per-view? No. No. <laughs> no. It's not a pay-per-view You go from Lesnar, no offense to J.D. McDonough, but you go from Lesnar to J.D. McDonough? No. no. All 14, 14 of you who are watching this, 1,414, um, and to the probably the the you know 25 to 30,000 that'll watch it later on, you can clip this. I think that Priest should be in a singles match against J.D. McDonough, and I think Cody should be in a singles match against Finn. That's what I would do. Finn's a big name, just came off a World Heavyweight Championship title match, and Cody and him could have a great match. And J.D. McDonough versus Damian Priest makes sense because McDonough's kind of weaseled his way and kind of, you know, kept screwing around with Judgment Day. So that's how I would do it. So what do I we don't do? want to, what do we do with I don't want I, I would leave them off. I You know, if they want to have a tag team title match against the two other members of Imperium, fine. Um, if you really want to go, you could do, you know, this is another thing. You could do KO and Sammy versus Finn and JD McDonough, and you could have Cody versus Priest, which is fine by me too. But I think the story here with Priest and McDonough, if they want to expedite it, is is that match. Um, because I don't think McDonough is joining Judgment Day. Unless one of them is kicked out. Which you know? the rumor is Damian Priest is getting kicked out. Yeah, so let's have JD McDonough take on Damian Priest. I mean, I, I don't hate it. Cody versus Finn. Are you mad at that? I'm not. I mean, I, I we've seen it. I mean, I'm not mad at it. It's it's gonna right. be very similar in feeling to me like Cody and Dominic was at Money in the Bank. It's just gonna be right. there. I, I mean, it's all leading to war games, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, you know, how how they're going to kind of facilitate all that into November, but you know, we got uh, we got payback. We got fast lane. We got this India show where John Cena is coming back. Um, he's going to be on SmackDown, I believe, on September first. So he's going to be. But got, to that point, Jay, he gave us the six man already on Raw, so we yeah. can't do that at Payback unless there's a stipulation, unless the tag titles are on the line. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, Payback is looking like um, it's looking very weak as far as uh, the build is concerned and the matches. I mean, it's it's definitely kind of feeling more like a TV taping than an actual PLE, but that's just my opinion there. Oh, so we'll see, we'll see what happens with Cody. Uh, Jason Barker, I want to shout Jason Barker out. He just donated a $100 Super Chat. He says, I'm coming in hot today. Got a fantasy NFL draft happening and running my BC Amplified Dunkin' Donuts like a boss. I mean, you have an NFL draft right now. Who? What pick do you have, and where are you going? If you haven't picked yet, your boy's a <laughs> seven-time, eight-time champion. So I think it's eight. I can help you out a little bit. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate, it, man. That is uh, what is that? Like a string of seven straight streams where he's donated a one hundred dollar bomb wow. here on uh, on the podcast. Thank you so much, Jason. I appreciate you, brother. JD uh, John Cena. Yeah. What do you want to see September 1st? Because for me, I, I would love to see Cena and LA Knight take on Miz and Austin Theory in a tag match. How about that? Stole the words right out of my mouth. There you go. There you go. I mean, I do think that Cena and LA Knight are going to have some uh, interaction for sure. Right. I, I think uh, I think he'll be back. I think he'll be on that show. He's not showing up to have a microphone in his hand only. I mean, it'll, no. be, it'll be like that, uh, that December SmackDown where he teamed with KO and wrestled uh, Zayn and Roman Reigns. I mean, it was... A nothing match. It went about four, seven minutes, but I mean that's all you really need out of John Cena. He's just there for uh, ambiance. And, and I will say this: I think the payback card is, you know, within at least the five matches that we have is pretty damn good, along with the build. Yeah. The misses obviously are Cody 
uh, not being on that card right now and what his direction is and the bloodline. So we'll have to wait and see. Well, what, do, what do we do with Gunther and Gable? I mean, uh, a lot of they people have to have it. A lot of people really liked that match on Raw last night. What'd you think of the ending? I, I thought the ending was that's something I would usually fucking poke fun at, but Perfect. I actually I actually thought it was brilliant because now the story is, and I said this on my stream last night, that Gunther is getting very very agitated that he can't beat Chad Gable, and Gunther's emotions are gonna get mm -hmm. him in trouble with his boys. They're not gonna help him, and Gunther's emotions are gonna have him lose to Gable when the time comes. I think the record will be broken by Gunther. Yeah. So I think that they have a, a, just a rematch at Payback, and I think the ending was fantastic. I don't think we get a stipulation yet. I think it's coming, and I think the stipulation will be a submission match because Gunther is a ring general. Or, or an Iron Man match. Could be something like that, too, yeah. and I think Gable will win the Intercontinental Championship from Gunther because I think Gunther has bigger and better plans and he should. Uh, but I will say this. I think the ending of that match was very smart business by WWE. Gable gets a win. That is the first time Gunther has lost a singles match yes. since becoming the Intercontinental Champion, since coming to the main yes. roster. So, I mean, everything. They have elevated Gable and kept Gunther red hot and kept the championship on him, which is the most important. So kudos to WWE for that. If I will add this. If Chad Gable does not beat Gunther for the IC title, Gunther mm -hmm. should not lose the IC title at all. He should walk into the Royal Rumble, win the Royal Rumble, walk into Mania as Intercontinental Champion, beat Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental uh, beat Seth Rollins as Intercontinental Champion for the World Title, hold both belts, remain undefeated, and then drop the IC title, and they have a big 16 man fucking Raw and SmackDown tournament to crown a new champion. All right. I mean, I don't hate it, but I will say this. Imagine the IC if, title in the main event at WrestleMania, though, bro. Well, yeah, and I, that's a huge, you know, one of the main events for that's a huge, like, tip of the cap yeah. uh, and feather in your in your hat, in your cap for uh, that, that championship. But I will say this. If they don't take, WWE does not take the Intercontinental Championship off of Gunther before Survivor Series, and he does win the Royal Rumble, there is no chance in hell that you can have Gunther drop that championship before WrestleMania, because he needs to roll in, like JD said, as champion, because you do not want to change that momentum that Gunther will have. So, to your point, I think, you know, Gunther could lose the Intercontinental Championship at Survivor Series or at Fastlane to Gable, whether it's, you know, his boys get thrown out from ringside and he doesn't have the help. However we get there, Gunther needs to drop that title. We got something that just hit the news feeds about an hour ago from PW uh -oh. Insider. They are reporting... That there is, Drew, a sense of gloom and doom within the company offices with many employees feeling that if you're not a part of the production or involved with the WWE talent, then you're not safe. The company looks to cut back departments that are not needed because of the merger. So what are we talking about? Like live events? I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, that since Endeavor's already, you know, I guess as a company, they have their own departments that would be handling something like travel, for example, which you can expect many to be let go in the coming weeks. Employees in WWE know this because some of them have already been looking for their next job. So um, Ari Emanuel, you know, they uh, are going to be uh, cutting some budget. And PWI adds that uh, the expected firings have been a big topic of conversation among those working at WWE's company headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. We don't know if the cuts will extend to the talent or anyone who regularly goes on the road. You, you would think, bro, that Endeavor has their own departments and they may not need all of the departments that WWE has because they have them on their end and they're just going to do it for both UFC and WWE. I think it makes sense. Well, I will say this. I 
first of all, here's, you know, I've been in business, um, you know, for 13 years now. And I was, my father raised me uh, business like my whole life. So I come from a, a giant business background. Mergers are messy, absolutely messy. And I feel for everybody involved. Now they could also be very, you know, profitable for those who are at the head of the table, no yeah. pun intended. Yeah. I don't think the production team is something that Endeavor will gut because those guys and girls have been on the road for with WWE for numerous years and they know what to do, how to do it. It's like second nature yeah. to them. Now the Endeavor guys, you know, the production with UFC and Zufa and all that other stuff, I get that. But that's a different animal with WWE. And I don't think the production people are going to be cut. I think the live event people have already seen some of that. And I think that will be your biggest cut is the live event crew because realistically like Endeavor knows how to sell tickets. Um, so I think that's where you'll see it. Um, well, why would they even think about cutting production if that was the case? Because I mean, aren't you running the risk of, you want to differentiate the products. Don't you don't, you don't want WWE to come off feeling like UFC and you don't want UFC coming off to feel like WWE. Right. And you really want to keep those two separate entities, yeah. separate entities. But if you want to use brand integration where it's like, hey, you know, let's get Conor McGregor over in WWE and let's get Roman out a UFC event and where he's, you know, walking somebody out, something like that. That's perfect. Cross branding. Great. Um, but anything else like that? No. And to a lot of people in the comments here, uh, talent cuts. Yeah, that's coming. Absolutely. And that's an unfortunate side of the business. So let's not celebrate uh, somebody getting their livelihood cut you guys so. are you guys are already firing uh no dollar huh jesus christ you guys are vicious <laughs> i have uh nothing but nice things to say about aj francis he's a former nfl player so i mean whether oh whether he cuts it in the ring or not he's an athlete so byron go. saxton's gone man you guys are crazy man um uh, yeah man uh, that's all i got on my end unless you got something else you want to I'm gonna, uh i'm gonna hit you with two things real quick okay. and then we'll get to the super chats then we'll get out of here angle doc on peacock the, Angle coming back. Who's that? Kurt, manage somebody? Kurt, Kurt Angle? Angle. Oh, yeah. He's getting the same. Right after payback, we will get the Angle documentary on Peacock, um, which I'm looking forward to. He talks about, it, you know, everyone likes Perk Angle, right? He yeah. talks about his Percocet abuse. He talks about, um, you know, his amateur wrestling days and then WWE days and even TNA days, it seems. So do you think, uh, are you, first of all, you're looking forward to the documentary? And second of all, you think Angle is going to come back in some sort of managerial yeah, capacity? The, the the documentary, I don't know where it was. I think it was on A&E. Uh, they did one of them uh, Kurt Angle docs. Mm -hmm. I thought that was fantastic. Just going over his uh, his beginning stages and then obviously his uh, his meteoric rise in WWE. I, I, I loved Kurt Angle, uh, one of the greatest ever. Definitely in my top 10. I would say, and I know a lot of people were kind of making correlations to uh, Gable Steveson. I don't know what's happening with him. They just miraculously, out of nowhere, uh, just took him off TV. You didn't hear about anything that he did with Baron Corbin following that that PLE. I don't know what happened. It's like he disappeared off the face of the earth. So I don't know if he's going to be back to manage somebody, but if I was to put him on TV with somebody, I would put him in the corner of Chad Gable. I mean, Chad I Gable, think, he doesn't need it, but I do think that if Gable is going to be the Intercontinental Champion, you know, Kurt Angle knows a thing or two about Intercontinental Championships, I think that would be a great a great pairing. I agree. I think that him and Angle would be match made in heaven. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, the one thing I do want to, you know, the last thing I should say I want to touch on here is uh, Paul White. The big show, formerly known as that, uh, compared AW president Tony Khan to previous bosses in pro wrestling. And he, being Paul White, said that 
Tony Khan is a wrestler's type of boss. He's a fan friendly. Uh, he cares about his talent, that type of boss, where he's basically insinuating that maybe WWE just use you as another cog in the wheel and you're just part of the machine. Uh, your thoughts on Paul White's comments? Uh, I uh, I actually find some validity in Paul White's comments. I could see he, he's got a, an accurate description. I don't work up for WWE, obviously, but I, I do see with what everybody has talked about over uh, several interviews over the last several years, especially as of late, um, going back to 2020, right before the pandemic, and they let everybody go, uh, I could see WWE being that type of company. They they don't need you. I mean, they're they they, they they're gonna replace you with whoever else they got at, at a lower cost in the performance center, and they'll they'll churn out another superstar. Um, if they want you, they, they'll have you, but they don't need you. Tony Khan, I think, is the type of guy that values his employees. He's more of a friend than he is a boss, which has kind of landed him in, in the water that he's in now, the hot water that he's in now. But I do think that Tony Khan genuinely cares for his employees. I think he looks to take care of them in any which way that he's that he can. Um, he's paid people's medical bills. He's, he's paid for people's surgeries. I mean, he's the type of guy that you would want to work for. I, I just wish with all the news yeah. coming out that he'd be more of a fucking boss while also maintaining a very good relationship personally with these men and women. But it's more one-sided than the other. And that's what I kind of get frustrated about. And then we get the drama that we got. I think Tony Khan has a heart of gold, and uh, I think he's really has, before everything happened now with the merger, I think he was really trying, he being Tony Khan, trying to clean up the wrestling business. So shout out to Tony Khan for doing that. Uh, guys and girls, and JD, don't forget, uh, September 13th, Wrestlers will, will premiere on Netflix, which is a docuseries on Ohio Valley Wrestling, OBW, which is owned and operated by Al Snow, who is a fantastic human, uh, and somebody who I have... I had the pleasure of meeting and having uh, numerous conversations with Al is a great guy and Cal hero uh, will be on that as well. So I think that's something that I'm looking forward to. Uh, what do you think of the docuseries? Uh, I just read about it the other day. I didn't know something like that was being made. So I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah. You know, um, guys, that's all we got for uh, this episode 10 of TNT. We're going to hit these super chats and then uh, get the hell out of here. But we hope you enjoyed the discussion tonight. You guys can, Hit that thumbs up. I know we had upwards of about 1,500 people in here tonight. So if you guys want to hit that thumbs up, I would really appreciate it. Let's try and get that number as close to 700 tonight if we can possibly do that. We're going to hit these Super Chats in a second. If you guys want to follow Drew on social media, it's at Andrew Baydala on Twitter. Uh, I'm at JD from NY206. Make sure you guys check the community tab on YouTube. Check my pinned comment on Twitter. And check my Instagram stories. All the information you need for the meet and greet in London on Saturday night is right there. Hopefully, I see you guys there. When are you I, flying out? Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Out of JFK? Uh, I think so. Yeah, we're flying JetBlue. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I did Virgin when I went out there. Yeah, it was, it was uh, either. Virgin was a lot more expensive. I'm going I'm, uh, I'm going uh, first class. I can't sit for go. seven hours. Uh, so, uh, Virgin was actually $1,000 more than JetBlue. Wow. Yeah. So JetBlue has first class for yeah. uh, overseas. That's awesome. Good yeah. For you. So that's uh, that's that. I got my Steam Deck already downloaded with some games, and we're going to have a good time. Do they time. have, like, a bar? Like, cause Virgin no, Virgin had, bar. Virgin had the bar, which was going to yeah. entice me to do that, but, I mean, I could drink on the JetBlue flight, so it's not Well, yeah, and when I went to London for the NFL, like, four or five times, um, it was pretty sweet. I mean, the bar was a cool experience. I never thought I'd be able to do that. So. Yeah. 
Uh, so make sure you guys go check that. I'd love to see you all at the meet and greet on Saturday night at All Bar 1. Uh, that is the Waterloo All Bar 1. So go check that stuff out. And all the other content on the channel, go check that stuff out too. I'll have plenty of content leading up to when I leave New York for All In. Uh, new Bendy Comics with 12 months. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you being here 12 months. Uh, this is AW's biggest week ever. Hopefully it doesn't turn out like All Out 2022 where the whole show was forgotten thanks to CM Punk. I mean, that's kind of unfair, bro. Yeah, I don't think the show was forgotten. No. I think Punk and Moxley had the best match they possibly could because Punk tore his bicep. Yeah. Or his, yeah, it was his bicep. Yeah. Or his pec, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, Otis with 20 months. Thank you, man. What's up, guys? JD, have a safe trip. Don't eat none of Jesse's tacos before you fly. Trust me. Love y'all. OTS for life. OTS bloodline. Thank you, man. Uh, I will be meeting Jesse there, and uh, we will uh, definitely have some shenanigans for you guys. Mike FPS, new membership. Thank you, Mike. Link. You're in a video game, aren't you? Uh, yes, I make a, a small cameo appearance in this game called WrestleQuest that actually came out today. Congratulations. Thank you. It's pretty cool. I'm, uh, I'm 8-bit, so there you go. Jesse wants you to check your phone. Check my Christ phone. Sake. Christ's sake, Jesse. Trying Jesse, to do I'm a show here. I'm working here, man. Holy shit, check my phone. Let's see what he says. Don't I'm worry, Jesse. He still loves you. All right, Jesse. Uh, thank you, brother. I really appreciate that, man. Jesse and I will be doing the all-in post-show from a beautiful podcast studio on Monday afternoon, British summertime. There you go. So there you go. Thank you. Uh, I'll uh, I'll hit you back up, Jesse, after the show's over. Mike FPS, thank you, man. Lane with a $2 Super Chat. Have fun in London, JD. Hopefully it's a good show. Should be a good show, man. Tony Khan knows how to put on a pay-per-view. Michelle with a $2 Super Chat. TK did nothing to make me excited about all-in. The atmosphere is going to make people excited, Michelle. 80,000 people watching live on pay-per-view is going to get everybody excited. It's going to be a great uh, atmosphere to just, just to be there. Yeah, there's only been one company who's done that. And, you know, we're not talking about WCW and, you know, uh, Korea. This is this is huge here for WWE, for AEW. It really is. Beyond the script with the 499. JD, have a great visit to London. Looking forward to the new studio. Hello, Andrew. Love you, JD. Thank you, Beyond the Script. Uh, Sidro with a five and 11 months re-upping his membership almost a year in let's go always appreciate your work been busy with work myself and doing my music thing keep doing your thing and he says originally they were going to call Hunter Hearst Helmsley killer Kevin Kilmsley but Vince thought the name triple K would break kayfabe I think that's uh I, I think someone's trying to bait you <laughs> Careful with those initials. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, Sidro, I see what you did there, brother. He's, he's like uh, the resident comedian on this side. Mm -hmm. So, Sidro, thank you, man. Jarrett Howard with a two. MJF or Punk, who will TK choose for unified title? MJF? I think I think we're ways away from that. I think that happens maybe at uh, Revolution. It could happen at Full Gear. Where's Full Gear? Los Angeles? Uh, did they announce that yet? I they might have. Yeah, I think I it is Los Angeles, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Staples Center, I believe, or whatever. Cryptocurrency or, arena. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dom Wapa with two months. Hey, JD, what game are you looking forward to? Baldur's Gate or Starfield? Also, when can we get into the Discord server for us VIPs? I got to give you guys the link for the Discord server. Uh, I, um, I'm i not going to be playing either one of those games, especially Starfield, uh, Dom Wapa, because I don't have an Xbox. And I don't game on the PC. B.W. Roses with a $2 Super Chat. Your thoughts on Tammy Cinch's current situation? Don't care. Don't care. She made her own bed. Yep. 
Jim K with 24 months. JD, you were nice enough to talk to me five years ago in Chicago at the original all-in outside ODB's food truck. Really appreciate it. Enjoy London. I remember that. Thank you, Jim K. I also uh, I also uh, hung out with this guy for a little bit over uh, at the uh, – where were – what hotel was that? It was with, oh, that, uh, that was with uh, Star, the first StarCast, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we hung out. We had a couple yeah. of beverages. Yeah. yeah. Three Kings with a four ninety nine. AJD, did you see they put numbers, the numbers out? There has been some form of Judgment Day versus Seth, Cody, Sammy, KO for Raw's main event the last 16 out of 18 weeks. Yeah, that's a problem. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, the num- yes. Raw number did a 1-5. It did terrible this week. I think people are really starting to really get frustrated with the repetitive main events, honestly. I was shocked at how well the ratings were for the summer. So Yeah. Well, they got a couple of weeks to get their uh, shit together. Mm-hmm. Basic with the five months. Make sure you bring a power bank along with your Steam Deck. Already got it packed, brother. Thanks As for the five you months. Guys, yeah, sorry. Uh, thank you for the five months to JD. Uh, if you guys had any doubt, Carmelo Hayes is still your NXT champion. There you go. I'm sure that match with Wesley was pretty decent, too. Uh, NGM balling with a 499. What's the best way to spend Tuesday night with everyone saying TNT? Yeah. Yeah. Love, it. Love it. Tommy Brannigan with 19 months. Hope you have a great trip to London, JD. Thank you, Tommy. Appreciate you, man. And beyond the script with a 199, have you seen the new Call of Duty trailer? I did, but I don't play single-player campaign. Uh, make sure you guys remind me in October when it's the multiplayer trailer. TNT is the best professional wrestling slash sports okay. entertainment show on the market. There you go. This was, uh, this was an easy show tonight. It's always easy when you got uh, two guys who know what they're talking about, but um, we're about to get out of here, man. What do you got? What do you got before we uh, close this uh, the show up? Uh, first of all, safe travels to you and Jesse, thank you, um, and everyone you know meeting up JD overseas and whatnot. I will say, try and enjoy Sunday because this is truly something that happens once in a lifetime, and I think we just all need to take it in, myself included. You know, it might not be exactly what I had hoped and expected for, but I'm going to try my best to be entertained and really take in the spectacle that is all in. And I want to congratulate AEW for doing uh, major business here and uh, changing the game once again. I will feel a little bit better when I get there. And I'm seated amongst 80,000 people. It should be exciting. And uh, I am glad I get to witness history with Jesse. So uh, we will have a great time. I will try and take as much video as I can for you guys when we get there and continue to pump out the content. I'll let you guys know about the meet and greets all week, the podcast that's coming out on Monday following all in from the podcast studio. Uh, you guys are going to get a ton of shit. But I want to thank you guys for joining us. I want to thank Drew, as always, for sitting in on Tuesday night, episode number 10 for Tuesday Night Titans. And we will see you right back here next week, uh, I believe. I think I'm flying back in on Tuesday morning. So I should be ready to go. I'll let you know, though. Um, and, uh, yeah, we will more than likely see you guys next week. Until then, guys, take care. Have a great night. And I'll see you next uh, Wednesday, or this coming Wednesday with Jesse on AEW Dynamite.